Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to this week's Sunday special. Ah, not the weekly news roundup, I already did that yesterday. Today, we are getting back to the F1 Drive to Survive Netflix series I should have done it last week, but for some reason it just completely didn't occur to me, so I did something else entirely. So this week, we're finally getting back to it again after last week's fumble of not doing it for some reason. I, don't, I really don't know why. I, it just didn't occur to me at all that I had, well, two episodes to watch, but that I had an episode to watch today. So, today, we are watching episode 9, known as Blood, Sweat, and Tears. While many believe Williams' best years are long gone... Deputy Team Principal Claire Williams sees a bright future with rookie driver George Russell. So let's begin watching that. This is the only episode in the entire in, in the entirety of season two that focuses on Williams. Everything else has been Renault, Ferrari, not really Mercedes, Red Bull, and a few other teams. Alright, quick start. We have Claire Williams going to Silverstone. Okay, cool. But yeah, so they've been focusing on some of the some of the midfield teams and a handful of the bigger teams, but none of the none of the teams that are at the very back, as in Williams or Sauber. What whatever Sauber is now known as, because I don't remember. Apparently, Claire Williams wants her ashes spread on Silverstone. Apparently, her dad would as well. She's saying that in her childhood, she understood how famous her dad was and how big the team was as well. Williams back in the day, man different time just a different era apparently apparently lewis hamilton is in a mercedes and claire's dad got no mercedes as well so claire was saying that she doesn't want to disgrace the williams name and she doesn't want williams to fall apart under her watch to be honest i don't think she has much to do with it i think there's i think williams has had a myriad of problems for a while now long before she before she came into power at Williams. They've had... They've been struggling for a while now. Personally, I think Williams... But what Williams needs is funding. Maybe better talent, but more importantly, funding. Walking through Williams. It's crazy! It's crazy how futuristic these F1 facilities, these development facilities look. You know, and there was a Top Gear episode. It was the MP4-12C. And they had a few beauty shots of just a completely white room and then the orange McLaren in there. It was very clinical, almost, to me, almost like a hospital, but way nicer. This is what it's like looking inside one of, the, one of these F1 development facilities. White walls, incredibly clean, just immaculate. It's insane how medicinal looking this facility is. It... it it looks like the kind of place Pfizer would try and test out the COVID-19 vaccine. But it's for racing. One of the what looks like chief engineer managers has just roasted. Okay, he's a chief technical officer. But yeah, he just roasted one of the employees. Saying, wow, I actually found you doing some work. <coughs> roasted! What a savage! Patty was from Mercedes. Dang. Well, that's some good, that's good talent. That's a good start. Apparently... Apparently, Patty came up with the act of suspension in the 1980s for Williams. Dang. Definitely got good talent. Patty's just made the point that I was making that it's incredible how clean, how cleanly 
this facility looks. They're about to fire up the new engine, the FW42. Oh, they got the engine to start. Sounds good. Skeletrix cars? Oh, and there's George Russell and Robert Kubica. That's that's quite a Skeletrix. Skele really hard to say, but Skeletrix. I can't remember the name for... For not the brand, but for the type of RC car, quote-unquote, that is. Oh, car crashed. Apparently George Russell's supposed to go out a Mercedes eventually, which, considering how last year panned out, he did, and did a sterling job. So it's Rocket Williams racing, not Rookit or whatever, as I will say. I really can't remember, because they're playing with Skelestric, but I, I'm, I keep butchering that. I'm having a brain fart right now, what that kind of, what this kind of toys actually called. Yeah, they're kind of just messing around right now. But it's quite a track. It has some elevation changes. It has some nice foliage. It's not just the track, like one you'd get from Amazon or something. No, it's a proper little set. It looks really good. Okay, so now we're talking with Robert at the moment. What's very interesting... What's very interesting is that Robert hasn't been in F1 until, until now, in eight years. We're talking about his crash now, the one in rallying. Apparently, it nearly severed his right arm. And I just saw the photo of the guardrail dissecting the middle of his rally car. And yeah, I could see how that would... I could see how that would nearly sever an arm. Alrighty, we are still with Williams. It's... It is insane to me. Wow! They even have a little machine. They have a machine specifically made to focus... To, to train on how to change the tire out faster. That is insane! But it's crazy to me how big of an operation just making an F1 car is here. Like, it's... It's an entire, it's a little army base. It really is. The only thing that bothers me about all this is the amount of money that they're spending on an F1 car. The normal human part of me is like, they could have been, they could have spent this money anywhere else that might have been better for, you know, the other problems in the world. <laughs> Which I know is, I, is perhaps a bit of a lame thought, but still, it's like, this is a lot of effort. A, an, an extraordinary effort to go around a track for entertainment. <laughs> Then again, though, I'm glad this motorsport exists, so I'm not not that uh, upset about it at all. Currently, they're talking about a lot of parts that are not finished yet. They need to get the car finished for test week. Kind of running into a problem here. We're with Patty again. I'm not sure how accurate the number is, but apparently they got 101 different issues that they weren't expecting. That's 101 problems to fix, and quickly. Barcelona in Spain. I love the way that those buildings are laid out. Kind of in a grid. Alrighty, Barcelona, Spain, we are at the race. Eight days of preseason testing, that's it? That's not, that's actually not a lot of time to troubleshoot problems. That, that, those must be eight long days. Oh no, Williams aren't running today and they're not running tomorrow. Williams is still... The car is still under development. They just showed a beauty roll of all the tires, the wheels and the tires. Whoo, that's a lot of wheels and tires. All right, two days later. Come on, Williams. All right, they've, they've showed up. I think one thing that Williams needs to do is probably going into the next few seasons. I and mean, this is low-hanging fruit, but try to make it to all eight days of preseason testing. Because those two extra days are crucial 
Alright, they've made it to Barcelona, finally. The car is at least in the garage right now. It's getting put together. I would think a little frantically at that, but... Alright, Patty's talking to Claire at the moment. Patty seems a little bit tense. Alright, a little bit of a press briefing with Claire. I think more parts are starting to come in? No, they're just driving around the paddock at the moment. Alright, so they're working at night right now, still putting the car together. God, those brakes are massive! Here we go. How much time do we have left? We have 13 minutes and 15 seconds. So we've spent 18 minutes and 24 seconds currently. Just with, just with Williams. Just in getting the car ready. That's not necessarily what you want to see. Alright, Williams got their car sorted. They're about to go out. Onto the track. Let's go. George is in the car. Alright, so Patty is now talking to the media. And obviously the very first thing is... What happened to the car and why weren't they there the first two days? Will Buxton apparently is saying that... Will Buxton is saying that apparently Patty refused to take responsibility for the slow development of the car. And that you either have to take responsibility or not. And he kind of refused to take responsibility. So, unfortunately... Because that's, that's, that was kind of the thing in the back of my head was, okay... Patty was kind of the whiz kid back in the 1980s when he made the active suspension for Williams, but the question was for the modern day, did he still have that brilliance? And perhaps he still does have that brilliance, but he needs to be able to, I think, as a tactical director, as a whatever level leader, needs to be able to take responsibility for his own mistakes, for his own shortcomings. And if he can't do that, well, that's not, that's not brilliant for a leader. That's not brilliant for someone in a technical direction. When you're managing, when you're directing all of the mechanical bits for the car, whatever problems arise, more likely than not are going to be, unless it's on a very individual level, let's say you get parts late, and if that was Patty's department, well, that's on you. You should have ordered the parts sooner. You should have done, you know, blah, 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 blah. You're the manager. You're supposed to keep things running smoothly. And if you don't keep things running smoothly, well, you can only blame people for making mistakes up to a point. But sooner or later, you should be the person to try and keep them on track. You can't go around blaming everyone else for a while. Oh no, Patty Lo- Okay, Patty's taking a leave of absence from Williams. He's taking a leave of absence from Williams for personal reasons, effective immediately. That's bad. That- Oh my. Wow. Now they got to find someone to replace Patty, though, and they got to find someone brilliant. Someone that can get them back up to four. That's what they need. Alright, we're in Silverstone right now. Nine races. Williams are still at the bottom of the championship, unfortunately. Claire is saying that she's kind of, she's fed up with drivers. In her words, buggering off and then going, going to other teams. And that, you know, and that's fair. You're trying to save, you're trying to save Williams, but if... It's hard not to be George Russell and be like, ooh, you know, Williams is at the bottom. You're like, I need to get out of here ASAP. And that's, I can see that being very frustrating for a team. I would imagine someone who's a team principal trying to, you know, trying to revitalize the team. It's like, you know, all my drivers just keep leaving and leaving and leaving. I can understand that frustration, but at the same time, you know, Williams has been struggling big time. George Russell has turned up. I cannot tell what car he's in, though. Oh, an AMG GT. 
GTR, it would seem. That's, that's very funny. Very nice car, though. Alrighty, here we are. At Silverstone. We're with Russell now. I'm glad we're with Russell, because we haven't really seen him much this episode. We've been with Williams and Claire for the most part. Alrighty, George Russell is going to the Mercedes team area. Or team building at this rate. Toto Wolf apparently likes George. What sucks is that Williams now is basically the feeder program for Mercedes. Williams is just... He's just Mercedes' way of getting new talent to Formula 1, seeing how they do, and then taking them into their team. That's what Williams is. That's the only thing that they are now. They're not... As far as performance, they can't be anything more. They can't be of any greater use, and that sucks. Alrighty, race 10, British Grand Prix, Silverstone. We're getting closer to starting. George Russell is saying, in short, needs to justify. He needs to work his socks off to justify why he's in Formula 1, and he wants to build his team up to... wants to build his team up to the point where they're, you know, successful. Now, I imagine that would mean midfield, at the very least for a, for a time being, that would mean midfield for Williams. Alrighty, we're at the start. Four lights, five lights, lights out! Not a bad start from George. Williams are still at the back, unfortunately. Understeer is really bad, apparently. And the brakes aren't improved. That is really unfortunate. Apparently, the car's all over the place. Apparently, George, I think he stayed out the entire time. Not without pitting, of course, but still. How many minutes left? Four minutes, 20 seconds. George is saying he's in 19th place week in and week out, and he doesn't want to be there. That's not surprising. They're talking about how they beat Vettel. Given that he crashed. They're having a meeting right now. and Russell's just talking about how the car felt. Which is awful. <laughs> Carlos Sainz is like, mess you Netflix. Because now we're... So we're at the end of the episode. We're seeing the preview for the next episode. Alex Albon, that's his name. God dang it. Just remembered. But yeah. We're... We are seeing the preview for the last... The final and last episode. Well, that's redundant. But still... But last episode of season 2, episode 10, Checkered Flag, it's the 2019 season. But that is going to be it, actually, for right now. Because the episode just ended, so Williams are still struggling. That's It's pretty heartbreaking, especially because, especially because it's a family business. Claire Williams is the daughter of the guy who was running Williams when they were winning enormously back in the day, you know, in the 80s, and so on. So it's quite a shame that... It's quite a shame that they're struggling now so, so much. And they have, to some extent, Mercedes funding. How much funding, I don't know. But at the very least, you know, they're under Mercedes' wing. And they're used as a driver training program. So, to that end, I would imagine that they're not going to... They might not need funding for... They might not desperately need funding for a little while. But they're, they definitely need to figure something out. They need to figure their car out. Because it's just... It's a smorgasbord of awfulness. And that needs to get fixed. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this reaction episode 9 reaction to the, basically to Williams' whole situation. If you enjoyed, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And I appreciate it if you do. Please hit the little notification bell on all notifications. That way you don't miss an upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, 
Well then, before you set off, just boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.